and welcome to another Bruce. <laughs> Turn us back off, please. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tipped Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo. Momentarily, I will be joined by my two really chilly co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it's none other than our very own, Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. Blessed. I can't see Uncle Sam's other bicep, so I would appreciate you to zoom out just a little bit. You want his bicep? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's barely in the fucking picture there. Just, how about we just turn? Yeah, just turn a little bit. Well, now it's it's still not fucking center, you jackass. There we go. Okay, better, better. It's better. You gotta get you gotta get my juice helmet in there. Yeah, you gotta have the juice. In you gotta there. have the juice on Murderer's Row. You gotta have the buffalo helmet proudly displayed right now, especially especially with the Bills' big win this weekend. Uh it's a super wild card weekend recap. We have so much to talk about today. A lot of bitching. There was a ton of upsets. Uh, a few things went exactly how we thought they would, and we're going to talk about all of that. First and foremost, Uncle Sam, how was your weekend? Oh, uh, good. Good. Watch a lot of football. It was cold. Cold weekend. Very cold here. Extremely cold. Um, highlights, low, low, low points, pits, peaks, anything? What happened? Besides watching football, what happened? That's all I did was watch football. That's it. Okay. All I did. I didn't do shit. Did you eat anything good? Not really. No. no. Zolo, how about you? She's I got one highlight. Hit me. Uh, Lions won again. What's in there? A little cappuccino. We'll we'll showtime cappuccino for today. Listen, as much as I want the Aladdin, I actually need to sleep at some point tonight. So I decided to go with the cappuccino. You know, I'm lacking in sleep too. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been one of those weeks so far. Yeah. Uh any low points this weekend? Any good eats? What's it was on? cold. It was very cold. It's cold as shit. Um, yeah. I don't know when the last time I saw you guys was, but I got some ribeye caps from Costco. And I made ribeye caps and Zolo's famous garlic mashed. On uh, I I don't remember if I did it Thursday or Friday, but they were so the ribeye caps they turn out perfect. Those are that's the best cut of meat you can get. It it's the caps they're like yes. perfectly fatty. If they're not tied together, they fall apart. And man, they they slapped. See, all ribeye cap is is the is the layman's term for spinalis. Yes, it's spinalis. It's fucking spinalis. spinalis. So when you're at Maple and Ash in, in Chicago and you pay two hundred bucks for your spinalis. That's what it is. You're eating a ribeye cap. Anyways, that's tipped meats for today. Um, Bruce, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Lions won again, as Zolo said. Uh, how was the game from both of your guys' perspective? Yeah, Just we're gonna. Real... I'm gonna incorporate Bruce because I want him to be a part of 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 that conversation. I want to make sure he's a part of that. Yeah, I mean, with, when when you have people there, they've got to be a part of the conversation. Um, okay. We've got some we got some business to take care of before before we get into all of our talk from this weekend. Uh we are going to officially kick off our biggest tipped giveaway ever. Okay? Uh 
as soon as we get into the Lions recap, there's going to be a post on our Instagram page uh, spelling out the details of this. But we are going to give away two lower bowl tickets to the Lions-Buccaneers divisional playoff game this weekend at Ford Field. Michigan residents only, but we are giving away. My co-host didn't even know about this. We're giving away two tickets to go to the game. Can I enter? I mean, yeah, it's going to be drawn at random, all right? This is what you've got to do, okay? We're going to read some of these out on the show, but I want you guys to let me know in the comments why you should win the tickets. That's number one. Number two, the post is going to go live within the next two minutes here. You need to like that post. You need to tag a couple friends underneath it, and you need to be following tip balls, all right? That's how you enter, but I want to hear good reasons why you should be the one to get the tickets in the chat today on the show. If you don't have anybody in mind that you can send this link to right now, get them in here, get them in the comments. We're going to blow this thing up today. We're going to blow up the chat, all right? We're giving away two tickets. On on Friday... The winner, actually, we're doing a show Thursday this week. So on Thursday, our winner will be announced live on the show. So you got like 48 hours. You got 48 hours to get it out. Okay. Uh, Smith said, What about if you don't have Instagram? Shoot us an email, email tippedballs at gmail.com. If you don't have an Instagram, send us your information. I'll make sure that you get entered that way. But we want to hear why you want to go. Let your friends know. Send this link out. Copy and paste it off YouTube. Send this link out. Get them in the chat today. I want good reasons on why you should get the tickets. Remember, follow us on Instagram. The post is going live as soon as I finish this dialogue. Double tap that post and tag some of your friends underneath. You got to be following tip balls to be entered. So do that or email tipballs at gmail.com for Smith. Um, Indeed it is. That was a fabulous shout out to Elizabeth for the good idea there. But, yes, we're going to give away two lower bowl tickets to the divisional round playoff game. Outside of that, that's our big announcement. For What do you think of that? We're a show of the people. Right, is it live? Cool. Can, I, can I put this on my story yet? Yes, it is. I tag, you're tagged in it. Yeah, if you go look, you're tagged badass. in it. Go mash that Instagram right now. But we're a show of the people, and that's, that's how we're giving back. After a great year that we've had down here, uh, we're going to get – we're going to get the people going with a nice Lions ticket giveaway for this weekend. Um, let's do the news. So, uh, there has been nothing but rumors. There's been nothing but speculation uh, about this coaching carousel that has been going on. Um a lot of the news has to do with that. Uh, obviously, big piece of news uh, from yesterday was the fact that A.J. Brown didn't play in the Eagles game. Um, they said that it was due to some sort of lower body injury. I didn't even see him there. I don't even think he was on the sideline for that game yesterday. Uh, and we, we'll talk about more. We'll talk about more of that when um, when we get into that game, but. That was a uh, that was a big surprise to me that he didn't suit up and play in that. Um, people close to Russell Wilson are saying that the Vikings 
are going to be his best potential destination and that Vikings management would prefer offering him a contract than re-signing Kirk Cousins. Huh. Mind-boggling to me. What do you think about that? I'd sign Kirk Cousins and draft a quarterback. Over Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins was an, an absolute monster before he got hurt last year. And in the beginning of this year. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant, I yeah. meant this year. He was, a mo- he was good yeah. last year. He was yeah. good. One of his better years. This year he was on pace to do some, like, reckless shit. And that's a good situation if if you if you manage Justin Jefferson, he's there. Jordan Addison proved a lot. They're going to get Hawkinson back probably in the middle of the year next year. There's a lot to like about what's going on there. So I, it's interesting. I I don't know if Russ is the answer. I'd rather stick with Cousins with the continuity. You draft a young quarterback and go from there. Uh, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh interviewed for the Los Angeles Chargers job. Um, both sides have said that the interview went well. That's as far as we've really gotten on it. Zolo, do you have anything else on that or any thoughts? I still don't think that's a fit for him. I, I don't love that for Harbaugh. That's just my – call me crazy. I still think he would look a lot better somewhere out east. Or maybe Vegas. Vegas is a little more of a fit. Seems like they're pretty locked in on Antonio Pierce. Seems like that they're going to make the right Which decision. is the right decision. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think the Chargers are a fit. I still think the Commanders would, would look really good with Jim Harbaugh. That's my two cents on Harbaugh. Uh, center Jason Kelsey informed teammates last night in the locker room that he is retiring from the NFL. Uh, so one of the great centers, longtime uh, Philadelphia Eagle, Jason Kelsey, officially stepping away from the game last night after their loss. Uh, yeah, he was crying on the sidelines. They had the cameras following him off the field, the whole thing. So you kind of knew that this was coming. It's a, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to see a team pack it in, and uh, they packed it in. They fucking packed it. They packed it in, and to watch, uh, you know, he he's he's a good guy. I like his brother. He's not a sellout. And, he likes uh, you like him because he looks like you. Uh, no, I he I could just, be your you know son. What? I, I respect him. I respect him because uh, he played the game the right way. You know. Um, the Saints fired their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. That is a huge deal to me because the biggest knock we had on the Saints all year was that the offense had no fucking idea, no identity. It was an actual joke. They had no plan of attack going in, game in and game out. So I think that was a big move from them and one that needed to be done. A little bit of Chiefs news. Patrick Mahomes will be playing his first ever away playoff game this weekend. Interesting. Does that will will playing in Buffalo instead of Arrowhead have any effect on him? Just I real, don't think so. Your thoughts, real quick. I don't think so because the weather's the same in both places. So, you know, how lucky are they that the draw that they had? They got to play the Dolphins while they were most banged up at right. home. And now they get to go play a Bills team, in my opinion, that didn't that didn't look good yesterday. That didn't no. look, you know, it was just a couple plays. How lucky are they that that yeah. it's set up that way? Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons had owner uh, Arthur Blank had a three-hour-long interview with former Patriots coach Bill Belichick, 
And uh, people close to him said that the offer or that the uh, that the interview was quote unquote exceptional. Well, Arthur Blank has shot a lot of blanks before when it comes to hiring the big name head coaches. And we talked about this last week. You weren't here, but this is Arthur Blank has been pushing for this narrative since the summer. If Belichick became available, he's available. I highly doubt he lets him get away. And do you guys think it's a fit? Do I think it's a fit? You're a Falcons guy, so you better. I'm a fucking Falcons think guy, a fit. and I'm a Belichick guy. This is what I'm gonna say. I think it's a fit if Arthur Blank goes to a completely hands-off approach and just lets him. So let's talk about this real quick. All right, this Belichick situation. Everybody keeps talking about how great of a fit Belichick would be to replace Mike McCarthy in Dallas if Jerry Jones so chooses to get rid of him. And I disagree 100%. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, it's perfect. You got the, one of the best coaches of all time going to uh, the most, you know, the most lights shining franchise in the NFL. I don't think that's the case anymore because I don't think Jerry Jones can stay out of it enough for Bilicek to go there. And I think Bilicek knows that. The Atlanta job entices me because I will still stand by the fact that I think the Atlanta Falcons are only a quarterback away from being a 10-12 to 12 win football team and winning that division. So if Bilicek can get a quarterback with the talent they have there, and the strong, young-ish defense that they have going on, I think it's a perfect fit. I think it's a match made in heaven, to be honest. And I have to, as of as of yes, yesterday morning, because I hate the Eagles so much, I was a Buccaneers guy again. But now I'm I'm back off the train. Good, but just you. for yesterday, I had to I had to be uh, Buccaneers. We'll guy. get into that with. Uh... I, I want Todd Bowles talk when we get into that. Well, game. we're gonna get into Todd Bowles talk. I knew that that question would be asked, and I, I came prepared. Uh, Chargers completed an interview with Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as way as well today for their head coaching vacancy. Um, outside of that, I don't really care to talk about all that. The rest of this, really. So I think we should just. Hop right into Lions, go from the Lions into uh, into the rest of the weekend. I don't think anybody really gives a shit about the new general manager hire in Washington, right? No. Let's go to the Lions. Uh, Bruce, hit us with a recap. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to waste any time here. The Detroit Lions hosted the Los Angeles Rams at Ford Field. Stafford came back to town, going up against Goff, who was the throw-in in the Stafford trade. And our Detroit Lions came out on top 24-23. Zolo, take it. Hit it, Bruce. Thing number one, it's Jerry Goff now, and that's King Jerry Goff to all of you. Goff was pretty much perfect. That was, considering the week that he probably went through, that was as good as it got. He had no incompletions in the first half. I think he went into the fourth quarter with one incompletion. He threw a couple away in the fourth quarter. Uh, of course, the Rams' defense tightened up a little bit, but... In an emotional, high-stakes game, 
that I'm sure weighed on Jared Goff, he delivered. And honestly, the counter too. Stafford was not perfect, but Stafford was pretty damn good on on Sunday night as well. But that was Jared Goff's night, and it was just really fucking cool to see the crowd acknowledge that from start to finish. And you could tell he was emotional, and it, and it was amazing to be a part of. Bruce, what are your thoughts? Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. My section started that chant, by the way. I mean, You're my a section. Because you wanted to replace him with Hendon Hooker. My section ago. also started that chant. I, so every I, section started I was that chant. Screaming it until it caught on. It was just so exciting. Go ahead, Uncle Sam. You're shaking your head. I'm amazed how Bruce, you know, got 62,000 people to chant Jared Goff. Anyway. Um, also started the booing of Philly you, staff. I, I thought the first drive of that game was exceptional. Yeah. Um, that was my opinion. And uh, actually, the whole first half, they played pretty well. We're just waiting for someone well. to blink on both sides. Both huh? teams offensively. Both teams offensively. Yeah, I, was know, sitting there knew, waiting for someone to you blink. Puka Nakua was going to be yeah. heavily targeted. Sam Sam called that. And, and, and uh, let me tell you something. He is no joke. You know. I mean, I get it. He broke the record and everything, but the guy that record he broke did it in 14 games, not four less games. So I I don't know. I I just I love what they did. It was it was great that they won. Uh, the third quarter bullshit still continues to linger on. Hold on, because... that's one of my things. That was okay. a three to three third quarter. I'm sorry. That was a three to three third quarter. Yeah, but the problem is this. Teams make adjustments for the play calling of the Lions at the half. And every fucking game, you got the same results and inept offense through the entire third quarter. Uh, David Montgomery literally had three carries in the fucking second half. That, to me, is absurd. 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 And, And when you... Get into a situation where you're going to have to slug it out with a team. If you don't keep that team's quarterback on the bench, you're going to get torched. And I, I don't want to be the guy to be a hater or this or that, but I don't agree with the play calling in the second half of games with the Lions. I haven't agreed with it basically all year. And I, I think I'm glad they won, but... You're, you're, you're living on borrowed time if you're going to continue to do that. You're living on borrowed time. They have an opportunity to, to make something very special, to make something, to make this year an absolute phenom. They have an opportunity. And, and hopefully, I would love to see it, is Green Bay go up and punch Frisco in the mouth. I would love to see that because I don't think anybody expected that what they were going to do, what they did. I think I had but the I, Packers I would winning. Love to, I would love to to see the Lions be able to perform nope. another game, especially in front of the crowd. I had Dallas too. The crowd was incredible. Um, Chris in the chat says Montgomery's second half usage was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's stupid, and it's every game. It's not just this game. It's every game, and and it's just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Thing number two, which I haven't talked about much. I don't think I've talked about it at all this year, but thing number two is special teams. Um, I thought Jack Fox tilted the field incredibly in the third quarter when guys finally, when Stafford and Goff finally started to blink 
and there were finally issues and the defenses were adjusting and getting stops. It was Michigan and Alabama in the third quarter. It was this, it was a punt off and Jack Fox kept flipping the field and pinning the Rams within the 20. Every time he had two pin within the 10, they were perfect. And on top of that, speaking of special teams, they had a 54 yard kick. Michael Badgley had a 54 yard kick that turned out to be the game winner. And that had been an issue with Michael Badgley is he's not really very good from within or outside of a certain range. But that kick that he hit was probably good from 62. And they had no issue trotting him out there. Whereas the counter to that is the Rams have had issues kicking for weeks. And they were 32nd in the league in special teams, which is a story going in. And that probably played into the decision for McVay to punt the ball. And that also probably played in the decision for Dan Campbell to, to call for on, on third down instead of declining the penalty. That's probably why Dan Campbell, Campbell accepted the penalty. He said, no, nah, I'm going to leave it to my defense because they can't kick from this far, and I know they're going to punt it. So it was good to see the Lions special teams, which matters at this time of the year. It was good to see the Lions special teams show out. Thing number three, I disagree with Uncle Sam. I thought that was one of their best third quarters the entire year. Um, especially defensively, they came out and made adjustments on an offense that they could not stop in the first half. Not like their offense could be stopped either, but it was good to see Aaron Glenn make really prominent adjustments, and they only ended up giving up a field goal. Um, of course, I wish they would score more. I think a lot of the uh, Montgomery usage and Gibbs usage comes down to the fact that defenses are adjusting. In fact, they tried to run the ball in the second half. Their running backs couldn't get into the second level. Gibbs and Montgomery were getting into the second level all over the place in the first half. And the Rams made the adjustments. Credit to Raheem Morris. Yeah, but I mean, Jameer Gibbs had all the carries and he couldn't do it either. They weren't getting past. They weren't getting past the linebackers. They wanted Goff to throw. They were trying to force errors. Uh, they need to figure that out. I think they need to figure out the the play calling balance to make sure that your run game is opening up for your passing game and your passing game is opening up for your run games. And that's the way to score. That's the recipe for scoring in the second half. Uncle Sam's one hundred percent right. They got to figure out a way to run the ball successfully in the second half. It hasn't really happened as well as we'd like it to. Of course, it works out on some of these big drives. They got some big first downs. But I need to see more. I'm with them. That's where you put the game away is the third quarter. And you probably put it away by running the ball well. It seems that they get very hesitant at midfield. Back me up there. When they get to midfield, the play calling gets really iffy, and then they end up punting. It's something yeah, I've seen in five like or it. six games this like year. I don't like it at all. Anything to add? I, I don't I – don't. I personally, um, people talk about Ben Johnson being this this great offensive mind. Like I said, he's pretty repetitious. And what happens is these teams that make the adjustments in the third quarter, he doesn't counter that. He doesn't counter that. He's, he's, he's trying to do these little dump-offs and, and, and try to do play action. You can't do play action unless a run is, is opening things up like it did on that first drive. That first drive, those three, four carries they gave to Montgomery, he was bashing them for nine yards per carry. Then all of a sudden, bam, this guy's open downfield. That guy's open. And they get totally away from that. He He's starting to remind me of Kyle Shanahan, and I can't get it out of my fucking head. I can't get it out of my fucking head. That's what he reminds me of. Don't put he starts doing the us. same shit Kyle Shanahan does. Did uh, did anybody mention the fact that uh, Dan Campbell has gonads the size of fucking church bo- church bells? I'm getting to it. Oh, week. okay, okay. Well, this week they were extra big. They're extra fucking plump this week. Go ahead. 
Dan Campbell has balls the size of absolute church bells. Because when you had when you had that, they went for it on that fucking fourth down. Yeah. Okay. I don't think anybody does that. Nobody does that. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, what the fuck are they gonna? They're gonna let him do it again. They're gonna let him do it again. And it took him out of field goal range, and they got the fucking stop that they needed to get. And ultimately, that could have been the difference. If the Rams kick that field, if they take that, and the Rams kick that field goal there, we, we, might, be, we might be having a completely different conversation today. Mm-hmm. Right. So Riverboat or, Dan. Or if they would have called the pass interference on Puka Nakua. I'm not gonna get pass into the, interference. I'm not going to get into the officiating because they yeah. missed a lot of calls oh, both ways. That was ways. a big call down it, at the end of the was, game. It was, and they, they missed a lot of calls. Down. Like, if we're doing that, they missed a blatant offsides or encroachment, right. whatever you want to call agree. it, that agree cost the that. Lions points. They missed three late hits where Jameer Gibbs on two of them was completely – he was yeah, by the bounds. bench, completely yeah. out of yeah. bounds, and there were Lethal. late hits that weren't called. Like, it goes both ways. I, I, I was shocked that a flag wasn't thrown on that hit on Stafford. Well, when he when he fucked that was that I, was a, I was shocked. That was a roughing the pass. The way they've been calling it this year, that was a roughing the passer on Stafford. Oh, absolutely. That was a roughing the passer. It was it was a roughing the passer when Hutchinson hit him. I, I it was, was certainly a roughing the passer when McNeil hit him. But hey, they let him play, which is I fine don't think with me. It was when Hutchinson hit him. That wasn't roughing the passer. Then a, a McNeil, McNeil thing. McNeil. That's a different animal. He oh, made yeah. head contact. Oh yeah. And and I was shocked they didn't throw the flag. I was fucking shocked. I was shocked too. I think I actually said that. I don't. Bob was over here while I was sitting there pacing, running, and screaming, and I thought that was a that was a surefire, sure yeah. fucking fire, roughing the passer call. You know they let him play, and I and I I think that's cool, personally. Yes, I, I would think rather that the see less that. you see the refs, the better. That's my opinion. You know, unless it's totally blatant. Um, but first it, it is what it is. They listen. They won by a point. Rams had none. And. Um, I don't know. Being being that I was at the first game, I was not at this game, so I can't judge it because I wasn't there. But uh, to me, the first time they won a playoff game, that still sets with me. And that was absolutely amazing. 85,000 people fucking screaming. Well, this was our first time they won a playoff game. This was our first time they won a playoff game. Correct. And and I'm going to get to that right now. Thing number four. I mean, it's the talk of the town. The talk of the week is the the crowd. Um, Shit. Uh, back me up. That's the that's the most. That's that's the best sporting event, like non championship that I've ever been to. It's the loudest sporting event I've ever been to by far, from start to finish. The crowd understood the assignment. Um, I got there 90 minutes early. The building was like 80% filled 90 minutes early. And Dan Campbell had this great quote, like in, in warmups, you could, you could see it. You could feel it. You could, there was like a haze. There was just this haze of glory and, and you could like, you could, you could feel the tension and it was just spectacular. Like from start to finish, the crowd never gave up. They understood what was happening and they understood the severity one of my favorite moments, and you can back me up on this, was after the first touchdown to go up seven nothing. The the kickoff team came out and did the swag. They played the swag yeah. surf, and the kickoff team was swag surfing, and the crowd started swag surfing, and it was just like a giant party from start to finish. Like you could just see and you could feel it, and the cl- the crowd understood. With four twenty to go, they said, "All right, we need two first downs." The crowd knew that. 
You know, Jared Goff didn't even know that, apparently. He came out afterwards and said, I didn't know until the play call came in for victory formation. But the crowd knew and knew the tension at the end of the game. And another thing I want to highlight is, if you guys caught this, Stafford's audible, which is a fair audible, and I've seen it before, but his audible involves him putting both of his hands on his head like this. It looks like he's going like this, like I can't hear. Whoever whoever came up with that audible call is an idiot because it happened multiple times. And every time Stafford did this, the crowd would get louder. The crowd would, would go fucking batshit crazy. And both of the timeouts that were called in the second half were as a result of Stafford calling an audible and them running out of time. That directly affected the game. You caused the opposing team to call two timeouts because they couldn't hear and get their play call. And, and guess what? You got the ball with 420 left, and they could only stop the clock one time because they didn't have those timeouts. You can make the case that the crowd had a major impact on the game. And it was just, it was so fucking incredible. I've never been a part of a crowd like that. Including six days before, I heard a pretty damn loud crowd, a Michigan crowd in Houston, oh. that was batshit crazy as well. But this was just another way. Was was your stack section standing the entire game? I think I sat down twice. Yeah, the, the lower bowl, which I've never seen before, not, the lower bowl yeah, didn't not, sit down one time. Um, and the four kids at halftime. That was pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah, and and just like they all these old like of course all the celebrities were there. Uh, uh, Eminem was there. Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, um, but the one of the highlights was they brought out old lions, but from the last ten years, not like old old lions like. Glover Quinn, Stephen Tullock, and Golden Tate were throwing T-shirts out, and the crowd went fucking crazy for them. And um, I'll I'll never uh, again. It's, I've had two core memories last week in Michigan football and the Lions. Like it, it was to the point where what happens going forward, it almost like whatever because we had last week, which was cool. But the fifth thing, um, this is to all of you that are watching or listening right now. Enjoy this. That's thing number five. Enjoy this. To the point where yesterday, I didn't care. A Philly, Tampa, who cares? We got a second playoff game. We got a second one. And if things are shaping up, like, holy shit, are we on a hell of a ride if they pull it off again on Sunday? We're, we're on the ride of a fucking lifetime that I never, like, all I ever wanted was just a home playoff game. I didn't even care if they won it. Of course, you get Stafford and the stakes were raised, and I really wanted to win that game Sunday. But now it's, I mean, this is uh, this is special, what we're witnessing, and nothing matters anymore. There's no complaints about anything. I have no complaints. I'm along for this ride. I want to take this in for as long as possible because what we're witnessing right now is unseen. It hasn't been seen in 30. Uncle Sam had a full head of hair the last time this happened. And it's, yeah, I did. And, and that's like, you know, I'm sure 91 was special. They went on to get, they won that one and then they, they went on to get blown out uh, a week later. But I'm sure that was on still so special. On the road, on the on road. road. On the road. This time they're it, at it, home. They, the, had, the second they have game. a chance to do something really special. The, se- the second game is at home. Yeah. Obviously, if one thing leads to another and, and Green Bay pulls some shit on Saturday, like, man. Another game at home. Man, we're, we're talking that? about three games at home, and the third one is for the fucking Super Bowl. It's to, it's to, it's to play in, in the thing that's eluded this town forever. And we've watched sixty some or fifty some Super Bowls. What's it at now? Fifty, 
are we in the 60s? It's in the 60s, yeah. right? We're at 63 Super Bowls, and we've never seen our team. They've come close once. Uh, they got blown out. But what what we're witnessing right now is is really special, extremely, extremely special. And all you can do is just sit back and enjoy it. And I'm sad the weather is so cold that we couldn't see the city melt down like it should have. It's a little bit better this Sunday. Um, but what we're what we're going through right now, like sometimes it, it happened with Michigan football last week. These are things that have eluded us for years. And then one day it just happens. One day Michigan beats Alabama in the Rose Bowl, and then they go and they win a national championship, and they're undefeated. And it's happening again right now for the Lions. One day you you, you win the division and you get that home playoff game, and you got to exercise all these fucking demons. you got to beat Stafford, who couldn't deliver on this, and you have to play a hell of a game, and they did. And then all of a sudden, the Packers beat the Cowboys, and you didn't think you were going to get the second game. Well, guess what? You got the second playoff game, and these things are happening, and it's not a coincidence. And just enjoy it. Do I? I, I feel really good about Sunday. Is it going to be a cakewalk? Fuck no. It's going to be close. But just take this in and enjoy this because it might not ever happen again. I think I think the way this franchise is set up, it probably will happen again. I think good things are coming for this franchise because they weren't supposed to be this good this year. And now they're a game away from an NFC they championship They remind me game. a lot of... Uh, 91? Of the Bengals. Of oh, the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals that's a, that's went, a great comparison. It reminds, it's reminding me of that. Really good yeah. comparison. You know, they got there and... and you know, I, I thought they got robbed at the end, but they got there and they they had the momentum. And I think the Lions got the momentum right now. Yeah, they need to tighten tighten things up, especially in the second half of games. And, there's a lot uh, to like, though. I, there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, who's not fucking excited about it? I mean, you got to be. I was I was so happy they won. I I I thought they lost. I I thought they left a lot of points on the field. Every game, I feel like they just leave too much out there. I, yeah, I no, they do. That. They I hate do. that feeling. They do, but I, I, you got to keep in mind that was it was a very emotional game. They're playing a hot team. I get it. I don't I think the it. Rams were world beaters like a lot of people did, but they, they were still hot. They made a lot of adjustments defensively that helped them through the year, and they were scoring a lot of points as of late. And I, you know, I, you, you held know twenty three points. It didn't go the way it should have went for the Lions. I never thought they would win in a shootout with them. I, yeah. I thought they were dead. I said it to you. If I, I think it was a mistake that they stopped running the football in the second half. I know. I, I just I didn't agree with a lot of shit, man. The defense. I'm glad they won. The both both defenses just figured it out in the second half. They just they just turned the, the heat up a little bit, and there was a lot of playmaking. Even though the Lions secondary was getting burned to yeah, all hell in the first half, worked, in the second half they weren't getting burned to all hell. They figured out how to keep Puka in front of them, yeah. um, and it, and it just improved a lot better. Do you, Bruce, do you have anything to add that I missed about being at the game? Is there anything that you wanted to add? Is there anything that you saw that was intense? What was your day like? What was what time did you guys do your tailgating? Did you run right in? I was so frozen when I got in that I I had to go like when I got out of the car, I immediately had to walk into the stadium because everything was cold on me. But we got uh, to Christopher's buddy's house for about halftime of the Dallas game. Watched that till about the third quarter. Walked into the game. Took us like an hour to get to our fucking seats as soon as we walked through the door because it was bumper to bumper. I mean, you pretty much hit all the points, dude. It was the most electric thing I've ever experienced. You trying to tell me you life. didn't get to the game till the third quarter? No, no, no. The Dallas game. Oh. The Dallas game. We wanted to catch that game before going into. We wanted to see if Green Bay was just 
slapping the shit out of Dallas. So, and they were. What was it like watching it? Could you see it at home? Like, did it did could, like was oh, 100%. it? One hundred percent. I will say so. So you could feel the energy in the stadium through the TV. I will say that, and that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing. Yeah, you normally to don't translate, and yeah. you could feel it. And you know if he agrees with me, I'm not bullshitting. So, one thousand percent, you could feel it through the TV. The Puka Nakua thing, I really thought, and I was really upset about it, but I thought I was going to be spot on. I thought that I was going to be spot on because I just felt that one of those two guys between Puka and Cup was going to have the career fucking day, and and it's just. I don't know why, but every single time, there's one guy that do, that can torch them all game, and I'm glad it didn't cost them that game. I thought they did a very good job against Karen Williams. Uh, granted, the Rams—I mean, he only had 13 carries. They didn't really feed him all that much, but the game it did end up being—it ended up being a passing game, like like we thought. The only thing I'm gonna say is. Remember when we were earlier in the earlier in the year we were talking about how you had to be perfect to beat this Lions team? In my opinion right now, Tampa Bay is going to have to be perfect to beat this Lions team. They're going to have to be perfect. And I'll be honest with you, I thought Tampa Bay played pretty goddamn close to a perfect game last night. We'll get into that more, but right now the Lions they came in with that energy that we expected them to have. I watch a Tampa game and there's no way you could compare those two games as far as the crowd and everything else. Oh, I mean, there's no fucking way. You know that. Coming in here is going to be a different animal. A hundred percent. And it, yeah. it it is a different animal. And I agree with everything that Zolo said regarding the fans. Yeah. We have Detroit has now turned Ford Field. You know how nobody wants to go play at Arrowhead? Nobody wants People to go don't to want to go play in Seattle. Nobody wants Correct. to go play in no. Seattle. Detroit is that it's, now. You are not going that. to want to fucking come here and play because it's yep. such a rabid atmosphere. And that that is the biggest fucking home field advantage that you could ask for. That's it. And we yep. have that in our hip pocket now. I thought golf was extremely impressive. Again, did not make a mistake the whole game, in my opinion. He made one mistake trying to do a lateral yeah, that yeah. one. And then thank he, God that that didn't backfire. He on. overthrew Reynolds in the fourth quarter too on a big yeah. play. Um, uh, there's that's another that's, name that's that I it. wanted to bring up. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, and that was Zolo's call. Jo he said Josh Reynolds revenge game, and he did. He was five for eighty. He had a very nice game. Would I have liked to see them run the ball more? Sure, I would have. I thought they should have. I, in that situation, I thought the right thing to do is you feed, keep feeding Montgomery. At the end of the day, it's all in retrospect. I think that you have to have a different game plan with Tampa coming to town than you did against the Rams. And if you execute it, it'll be perfect. I was so happy to see Matt Stafford lose. I love the fact that his wife's been groveling for two days, but we're over that now. We're on Tampa Bay. It is what it is. I thought it was perfect. I truly didn't think it was going to happen. Because to me, it was too poetic for Stafford to lose that game, right? And, I mean, he I thought Stafford played a really nice game, too. Like, I don't have a knock on Stafford after that. I'm glad that they lost. He was obviously banged up at the end of the game. Didn't give a fuck. No excuse. Thrilled with the outcome. 
thrilled with the way that they played. I thought the defense did. I, I was happy with every aspect of the game. I thought they coached well. I thought they played good defense. I thought Goff. Goff looked like the MVP candidate we were talking about two months ago. And I'm thrilled about it. Thrilled. Real quick, you brought up um, how I, I, I talked about it all year. There are four or five times I brought up how you got to be your best if you want to beat the Lions. Um, of course, they didn't play. It wasn't a 100% complete game. You know, the offense was carrying it in the first half and the defense was carrying it in the second half. But it's it, it goes a long way when you play that well and you beat a good team and you're looking forward and the Bucks were off when the Lions played Tampa the first time. Oh, Baker had awful. some overthrows. I was there. It was awful. It was they weren't good. They had managed 6 points, but at the same time the Lions were if you look at the injury report report from that game, the Lions were missing Montgomery went uh, out early. Montgomery went out. Jameer Gibbs got injured in the game. Laporta was banged up. Brian Branch didn't didn't play. Uh Houston wasn't in the game. I think you're going to finally see James Houston on on Sunday. Um but yeah, you got to be I talked about it all year. This Lions team is different. This isn't same old Lions. They don't. They don't. They don't know that. A lot of these guys are so young, and they've only been a part of this fucking red hot Dan Campbell culture that they don't know what you're talking about when you say same old Lions. So yeah, historically, yeah, you're yeah, gonna get job- guys that know what same old Lions is. That's it. Decker, yeah. Decker, and Tracy Walker and Jalen Reeves, maybe, maybe. Um, but this team, when you're going, when you get screwed over by Dallas, they're not going to let it derail them the rest of the year. Um, if you have a bad injury, they're not going to let it derail them. And certainly, like if if there's a big moment and Stafford's coming in here, like if this was an old Lions regime and Stafford was coming back for the first playoff game, you know they're blowing it. But th- this team doesn't know that. They don't care. They don't know what same old Lions are. So they're going to play their best, and you have to be perfect because nothing phases them. They're completely unfazed. They shake everything off, and they're ready to go at all times. And you have to come to play if you expect to beat that Lions team. You certainly not only you have to come to play, but you got to be near perfect if you want to try and beat the Lions at Ford Field. I, I will say, okay, the only thing that I had issues with, again, if the Lions don't make huge strides in the secondary in the offseason, Cam Sutton's a joke. I'm sorry. The he's, guy, a, he's a cornerback, too. He's he's a second he's cornerback. Just, he's just not good. Yeah. He's not good. Uh, there was a couple times where you had him matched up on Puka. There was one There was one time where I saw a linebacker manned up on Puka Nakua. That can't happen. That can't happen. I don't know if he, he busted him so bad that Anzalone just ran to him and tried to do something. But that can't happen. The secondary is the Achilles heel of this team. And I don't think that it's going to cost them against Tampa. The, the corners, the corners, the corners, the corners. Me. Because yes, safety wise, you look you look good. The cornerbacks right now, though, it's bad, it's bad. And you know, you know, going into this Tampa game, that Mike Evans is probably going to go fucking stupid. All right, you got to and you, Godwin. You well, no, because there's a thing they can they can they can keep one locked in, they can't keep two. So it's either going to be Evans or Godwin. One of the two are going to have a fucking monster day, and you have to compensate the rest to say, okay, yeah, sure, we'll let Mike Evans get 170 yards and a touchdown, but we've got to do everything else perfect where they won't win the game. Yeah. And if they shut down Rashad White and Mike Evans eats, you come out on top and you don't care. Yeah. 
But I, I, the, the, the issues with the corners are bad, and Sutton is bad. And the only thing, regardless of how this season plays out, if they, they win the Super Bowl, don't win the Super Bowl, doesn't matter, you have to address that in the offseason. First thing. First thing. I, I, and I think they will. I, I think so. Too. I think they will. Um, I think that it's a, that's something that you could, you could spend money on a free agent or you make a trade. Like, take a run at Sauce Gardner. See if the Jets are stupid. Yeah. Go take a run at Sauce Gardner. That's that's everybody, Even he had that's a comment. That everybody loved the Cam Sutton pick when he when they signed him. Everybody was on yeah. board with it. I'm with you. I I was on board with it. The Mosley thing. He was hurt. What are you gonna do? Dude? I I think I mean, that you just nailed it. It would look a lot better if you had Mosley. I think they had a lot riding on Mosley. I, I still think their secondary is better this year than they were last year. I'm with you. I truly believe that. Uh, little piece of news before we move on. The Bills uh, cut Leonard Fournette today from the practice squad. Okay. He wasn't on the practice squad. I thought they brought him up to the— They dropped him back down okay. and then cut him. Wouldn't it be something if uh, Todd Bowles picked up the phone there? Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Playoff Lenny. Uh, anyways, anything else to add on, this li- on the Lions-Rams game? Anything from the Rams that we saw that we didn't expect? Anything at all? I think we saw a textbooks Rams game, and you have to give. I, I don't think we did. I don't. I don't think Sean McVay. When Sean McVay is on, they run the ball for almost 150 yards a game, 160 yards a game. They just didn't run they the didn't, ball. They didn't get anywhere near that. They couldn't. They they didn't. Uh, they didn't stick with it, and uh, there was nothing they could do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they gave the guy 13 carries against everybody else. He was tearing everybody else a new ass. Uh, so I think that was key. Also, I thought Hutchinson had a very nice game. Two-set game for him. I thought it was a very nice game. And I, you got to shout out to Lions offensive line because they held, I thought they held up very nicely as well. In pass protection, uh, obviously they didn't have to do all that much run blocking, right. but they did a great job of pass protection against a, a decent Rams front. I don't personally, outside of the cornerbacking situation, I don't have a complaint from that game. And thank God Dan Campbell didn't do anything to mess it up. On the contrary, I think he coached them into that win. And that's a sign of a lot of growth. Yeah. Because he coached he out-coached, into that He outcoached McVay. He outcoached McVay. And I don't think any of us thought we could yeah. sit here today. I think we'd ever hear that. And say that Dan Campbell outcoached Sean. Yeah. You saw the look on Sean McVay's face. Yeah. You saw that look. He knew he fucked up by punting, which I am shocked that he did that. I am too. I am I so shocked. I, I was. And I, were you guys skeptical? I personally, I I looked at everyone around me. I go, you need to accept that penalty because yes. it knocks him out of field goal range. That's, that's what I was talking. It's a no brainer. And everyone's like, no, no, that's the balls. You know, he he should have declined it, and it's fourth down. That well, was no, the balls. then you give Stafford eight yards to work with instead of the fucking eighteen to work with, ah. and you knock him out of field goal range. So I thought that was the right call from the start. I don't see the skepticism. Your defense can only give up so many third and 18s and fourth and 18s. What wasn't the right call was punting. That was surrendering from Sean Sean McVay. I don't know what he thought was going to happen, or I don't know if he saw any game film of the Lions doing that earlier in the year where they did it to the Chargers. You know, you choke a team out with those four-minute drives. That's what they do best. So, I, yeah, I thought Dan Campbell outcoached Sean McVay as well. I, I'm happy you guys brought that up. Okay. Anything else? You got anything else? You didn't say much. This is a big day for you. I said what I thought. I mean, 
I, I still think they got a lot of work to do. Uh, hopefully they're not uh, content with just winning this game. Okay. You know, hopefully they show up next week and uh, really show everybody something. The espresso hit. I got to stand up for a minute here. Okay. I'm telling you. I'll they got, they got, a, ready, they got an opportunity this to is... really do something special. Where do we want to go next? Saturday. We'll go to Saturday. Okay. Uh, Saturday. <clears throat> I take great pride in this one. I do. Because I think there are three other people in this basement who picked the Cleveland Browns. Did we all pick? I, I uh, just we did. We all picked the Browns. Wow. There were three other but people. Before he gets ahead of himself, he only won, he only got two games out of the weekend. Don't care. I wanted the Texans to win, and By thank way, fucking won, God. Man. Go ahead. I, I you throw 100 ahead. piles of shit at the wall. Eventually, one I've is going to stick. the last three weeks. But Whatever. We won't talk about it. You want to know why? Because when you don't have a high IQ and no thought process, you can throw darts better. Anyways, the Cleveland Browns headed down to Houston NRG Stadium to play the Texans. Texans absolutely embarrass uh, Uncle Sam's Lord and Savior, Joseph Flacco, sending him right back to the couch where he belongs because he is a fraud and has been a fraud and never beat a respectable team. The only other playoff team he played yeah, Super was Bowl the Rams. Win. Yeah, Super Bowl win. You want to look behind you? Look up and behind got you. Got Super Bowl. Look up and behind you. Yeah. Got Houston makes easy work of the Browns, forty-five to fourteen. Who wants to start it off? I mean, Stroud's just I, Stroud is the real thing. I'm. I. It was. It was good to see. It was good to see that there was no I, lag. I'm shocked at that Cleveland's defense. They were just, I don't know. Listen, they just didn't look like the Cleveland defense. They, they uh, just didn't look like it. I, I you've I don't, glamorized this in your head because they've played dog shit teams for like. No, two it's not that. It's not even that, dude. Their defense is really good, but I just, I, they had no answer for Stroud. Stroud was putting the ball wherever he wanted to fucking put it, and Joe Flacco was putting it in the hands of the Houston. Well, Texans. I mean, come on. I, I mean, early in that game, he, they still were in that game early. It got away from them after the turnovers, and that's going to happen. They were when you're playing from behind and you're trying to stay in there with a young team that that's clearly very good at home, just like the Lions. So guess what? You know they they played well, but you know hopefully they can, can get another home game. Can you just admit to me that you you bought in, you bought the dream. You bought the beachfront I, property in Idaho I, that Joe Flacco fucking a, sold you. I was a I'm a Cleveland fan. I told you guys that from day one. He wasn't even the quarterback of the fucking team when I was talking about Cleveland making the playoffs. And and guess what? They made it there and arguably lost more than just about every every other team in the league. And to make it there was an accomplishment. They lost Nick Chubb week one. Yeah. Yeah, right there. And, and what? You you just lost the guy that won the rushing title a year prior. What the fuck? Listen. I don't think Deshaun Watson or Nick Chubb were the difference I in that either. game. I in oh, fact I, I do. An element that as good as Stroud was, an element that we aren't talking about. I mean, the difference in the game was the two pick sixes. That's Correct. that's yeah, what changed you. the game. It was the it was the Texans D, which which had been good the entire year and been consistent, and it's really good at home. But it came to it came to play. They did their homework and D'Amico Ryan's yeah. credit to him. Like that's that's why you hired him is to get that D on track. Can I, I wanted to point something out. 
ne going into next year, all right? Because realistically, okay, Houston has to go to Baltimore this week. And I, I, I think it I will be— I wouldn't count them out. I wouldn't count them out. I, I think it'll I, be a good game, but ultimately, I think we know what's going to happen there. Going into next year, when you get a healthy Tank Dell back, Nico Collins, jo if John Mechie can put together a full season of work. What if they add a piece? Noah Brown. Brown. If they add a running back. Hypothetically, let's just go out and say like. Blake Corum. Well, I had one better that I kept thinking about. Derrick Henry wants to leave Tennessee. I mean, my my God. Give them a whole season, healthy Stroud all season. Help. It, it, they could be fucking scary. And they just keep adding pieces on the defense. I loved this game. I loved every second of it. Not only because I have didn't sell out. I didn't buy into Flacco. Thank God I didn't do that. Just like, like he did. But wow. either way, either way, I was thrilled to see Houston. Houston is a team that everybody wants to root for right now. Because when you were as bad as they have been, and you're able to claw out of it like that. Houston, you want to talk about Cincinnati from two years ago. That's Houston. You go from worst to first. Yeah. I mean, this that's awesome. I'm so glad the Joe Flacco thing's over. That's all I have to say. Whatever. He wasn't the worst quarterback of the weekend. I'll tell you that much. Oh, no, he was not. No, he wasn't. There was one that was worse in uh, in Tampa Bay. It wasn't named Baker. Any thoughts? Yeah, I I love the Texans. I'm happy. I told you. I, I didn't Stroud think Stroud boys they, stand up. So this is a big moment for the Stroud boys. And even Nico Collins, another banger of a game. Nico yeah. Collins, anytime hit. Called that one. Yep. Uh, I missed Njoku anytime, but Njoku still had a monster fucking game. 93 yeah, he yards. Did. Yeah. Um, and he was close. He was close to getting and a touchdown. And he dropped a couple of balls. He dropped some balls. Where, where was Amari Cooper? He didn't fucking look for him. He looked bang up, banged up a little yeah, he, bit. He, yeah, was, he, he, was he came up. He had a he big catch up, in the first quarter. He that first ball yes. toward the sideline. And came up down. gimpy. I, I know what, what you're talking about. couldn't get up. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? I know. Um, we have a piece of business to take care of here. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. You promised these people. No. I said if they win. No, 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 no. You said that they if they made the playoffs, you'd bark. There no, is, I did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You I said make the playoffs. No, 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 no. Even you said make the playoffs. Yeah, There's a no, no, no. I there want. We need Get a true bark. bark. Rough. True bark. Rough. One. One true Got bark. It. That's it. That's all you're getting. Listen to me. All right, everyone. Rough. Let's all bark together on three. Ready? Will you bark with us on three? Rough. One. Can you give? Can you give us two rough. consecutive roughs? That's my fucking bark. bark is a rough? It's a rough. Yeah, that's a rough. Yeah. You got to give us a, a bark. A true, deep, deep from bark. the heart. If I you say you're a Browns you. fan, anyway, you all this Are we going to fucking talk about football? No, it's fucking Christ. Football. The people are in the people. This is what the people want. Are you saying the dog pound isn't football? I just said rough. That doesn't. I'm a Browns fan. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, dude. Then bark. Shut up, dumbass. Bark. Shut up. Listen, the chat. The chat's going crazy. They, I don't they know, want you to bark. Disappointed. Give it to us. Your fans they want you to bark. Get signed right in and get your bark, fucking free bark, tickets. Bark, they want bark, a deep. Bark, no, these are bark, usuals that are in the chat. Bark, these are the bark. usuals. Francesca's in there. She's pissing you didn't bark. Oh no, we're losing, we're losing <laughs> followers. <laughs> we're losing followers. Unfollow. Dead ass. We just left. We just, somebody just unsubscribed because you didn't bark. We were just at one thirty-eight. Now we're at one thirty-seven. Okay. Boo. Shut the fuck up. You're Kelly Stafford. Hi, motherfucker. We're booing you.
I'm sorry? Keep, keep attacking me. You're Shut the one the who said up. you were going to bark, and you're not barking right now. Ready? Dog pound. No, I'm not. <sighs> Anyways. Um, what do you outlook for Cleveland next year? Wow, that's that's so fucking poop. Bruce just said, I, I don't know, dude. Bruce just I, said I think they got a lot of issues poop. right now. Bruce just said you were fucking poop. Yeah, Here, whatever. let's we'll, we'll simplify the question, even though it's it's gonna make the question a lot harder. Who's under center for Cleveland next year? I don't know. I and don't it, think it's gonna be Watson. Based on the draft assets that they gave up and the money that they're paying, yeah. it's kinda gotta be Watson to start at least. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 tough to say. I mean, does Chubb come back? Is he gonna come back and be effective? They got a lot of issues. The good news, offensively. The good news on ACLs is there's no longer they're no longer a death sentence. Like an Achilles is is now the new ACL, and even still guys are coming back from torn Achilles. I think Chubb should be fine because yeah. he was a bastard. I he thought they were missing like that kid too. What's his name? The one kid I like. Ford. Uh, no, not Ford. Not the running back. The receiver. Um, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah, that's right. They were missing him too. Yeah. You know, and I think that was an issue because he was actually playing pretty well with Flacco. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I mean, I don't think it's over. I think the, uh, that'll be a tough division for years to come. You're going to see them guys battle it out. You know, right now, I mean, uh, the, the shittiest division in football, I think, is the NFC East with how bad these fucking teams have looked. Oh, 100%. I, th- I mean, you had two fucking teams go to the playoffs this year and last year. One went to the Super Bowl, and now that whole fucking division looks like nobody can go do anything. I think he's trying to jump to Sunday. If you wanna, if you wanna, you know, do what a do little. Jump to if you wanna do a little Sunday action, then go back to the Saturday night game. No, I was, I'm just saying. I'm just, I was just saying. It looks like a shit division, right? We now. could jump to Sunday, and we could talk about that division Great. right now. You say the word. This is your show. We got one more game. What's the other game on Saturday? The Miami Dolphins headed to Arrowhead Stadium to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And like Uncle Sam has always said, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Arrowhead. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It now goes through Highmark. But the Miami Dolphins, uh, second coldest recorded NFL game on record. Uh, it was negative nine at one point with a wind chill of negative 34 in Kansas City. And my God, the Dolphins played like a team from South Beach going into Antarctica, Antarctica to play a football te- football game. And on top of that, they looked like a very injured one. Uh, Kansas City wins this game pretty easily, 26-7. to Miami with a lone touchdown in the second quarter uh, to tie things up. Or no, they didn't tie it up. Uh to, it was a, it was a I think field it was goal game at, at one some point. point. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was 10, a ten-seven seven game. At one point. It was clear what what went on there. I mean, come on, Miami missed so many guys on their defense. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And on their offense, I mean, Jalen Waddle was a non-factor. Uh, the running game never developed at all. Uh, their their defense was decimated. Their they literally got guys off the street something, just to play that game. Something we've never said about a McDaniels team from an offensive standpoint. Obviously, the defense has had their issues. Of course, last year they brought in Vic Fangio. They signed uh, Jalen Ramsey. Defensively, we've been able to say it. But offensively, we haven't been able to say that a McDaniels team wasn't prepared. This McDaniels team was not. It did not have a game plan 
offensively. It, wa- it wasn't prepared, which is crazy because for the most part, it was healthy. You had A-Chan, a- you had Mostert, you had Waddle. Um, I don't know what would have made the difference. And Tua couldn't make the throws. They couldn't run the ball. Uh, I know the turf wasn't great and it wasn't safe, but when the other when the opposing quarterbacks making plays, and that was right. the most like that's the most life we've seen out of Mahomes since October. Um, you need to be able to make plays, and they didn't make any plays. I think that truly would have been a game if there was some playmaking. And uh, I that's on Mike McDaniel's. I think his offense just wasn't really prepared Sunday. Yeah, he, uh, the defense. Pretty, I'm with you. He was pretty much dog shit. You you nailed it head on with the defense. Yeah. There's, there was one two. We saw the Lions defense when they were missing all the pieces. It still won some games, but they were missing one too many pieces defensively to go into Arrowhead and win. I mean, it was Christian Wilkins and Ramsey some other guys. Ramsey. I didn't even know who the fuck. Even Van Ginkle was injured. Right? And Van uh, Ginkle's still, a sub. He was banged up too. And he was, and he, yeah, yeah. exactly. He it's... gutted it out and tried to play. I'll give him that. Yeah, Tyreek Hill had frozen ass lips the whole game. Uh, <clears throat> what's Justin, that? Justin Houston without went Chubb and without Phillips, they were fucked. They're fucked. Some some guys on the Miami team had an issue. Uh, Justin Houston was celebrating in the Chiefs locker room after the game. You know, Justin Houston was actually drafted. Was he celebrating, or, or did he go in and say like, "What's up to the boys that he supposedly used to play with? it was quote unquote celebrating in the Chiefs' locker room? Yeah, he was drafted by them. Yes, I get that, but so, he's playing for Miami. Whatever, he signed two days before. I'm the aware. Game. I'm aware, yeah. but still, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, they had to get Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram off the street just to just to have bodies to throw out there. That's Correct. how bad the injury situation was for Miami. Um Justin Houston's a pro. I I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, he's just saying what's up. That's all. It's got nothing to do with. This one hurt. This one hurt because hurt you. Yeah, because I Miami was my pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC from the beginning of the year, and now you went from Miami being essentially the second or third favorite to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC to everybody saying that. Tua should be replaced after this, and McDaniel doesn't know how to keep a team together for a whole season, and there's a whole lot of swirling shit right now. I and I, I don't. I thought Tua was pretty good this year. I thought Tua was very very good this year, up until the end of it. Did it? It kind of unraveled at the end. At the end of the day, you lost. Started Waddle. two weeks ago when you lost. When guys Moster. started to go down. It, honestly, I don't. I disagree on Waddle and Mostert. It's the de- the defense. The defense it's was the, the defense. biggest issue. But there was a lot of talk today about Tua's numbers dwindling as the season got deeper. Well, because you're facing better teams too. Yeah. They needed at so, a game changer for them was losing that Monday night game correct. against the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. That changed. I mean, and they they had a couple like. Choke worthy. Did they? They didn't lose. No, they beat the Raiders, um, but they had a couple losses that were kind of eye opening. And if you get Philly in the tight game, yeah, that was a different Philly team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, a great example. You you could have beat Philly. Um, who else? Uh, Baltimore kind of pushed their shit in, but you you needed. I mean, they lost a close one to ball, uh, to Buffalo to end the year. Right. They needed one game, and it was the Titans game. If they had lost that that one uh, last game of the year, they would have had home field. They would have won the division. Correct. If they if they take care of their business and beat Buffalo week eighteen, we wouldn't even be talking about. They're a two seed and they're hosting fucking. I think they would have hosted Buffalo. 
Yeah. Again. Buffalo would have had to go to fucking to Miami, Miami again to and play I think the same they game. They had a better chance of beating them in Miami. A hundred percent. They didn't have anybody that could cover a she Buffalo rise. didn't impress me in their win anyway. I- I'm gonna say I- this much though. Actually, I'm gonna ask you: Did Kansas City impress you in that win? Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because I thought they were in worse shape than what they are. Same. I thought that was the best. I, I thought game. they were close to being Philly. That was the best game that we've seen out of Kansas City in like two months. Yeah. Mahomes, he wasn't perfect, but he was pretty good. Kelsey had a lot of drops, but they, they found a way to get Kelsey involved in the offense. And then another call I had was Rashi Rice going off. Rashi Rice went off. And Rashi, I mean, that's, been going off that's good. The last six yeah. weeks. That's good. And and I was wrong about something was uh, I thought Kelsey was on the verge of retiring. He came out and said, like, he wants to keep doing this thing. I'm sure he's going to be inspired by his brother retiring and want to keep it going. So if you have Kelsey and Rashi Rice, get that man another receiver. Go get a free agent, draft someone, whatever, and the Chiefs could be a force. Like they can, they can continue to be a force. There's the most perfect name in the world sitting right out there for the taking. And if 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 Tampa Bay loses this week, I think that Mike Evans probably does walk away from there, and. My God, you want to talk about the perfect compliment to all those guys in Kansas City? I think Mike Evans is the most perfect fucking fit for there. Perfect fit. Todd talk about like a fucking cat. I I think nine fucking lives. I think you guys are. I think you. It's you who's pushing this narrative. I still think Mike Evans stays. I think he's. I I think he's a loyal son of a bitch. And they made a second. They made a second playoff game. You know. I think there's a lot to like about Tampa. So I think he's going to stay there. That being said. Yeah, the Chiefs should be the first team in line for any major. If A.J. Brown wants out of uh, Philly, oh. pick up the phone. Uh, if you can make a play for Keon Coleman or uh, the LSU receiver, neighbors, whatever, you better trade up to get him. Uh, who, whoever else, any any receiver, any big-name receiver, you throw him in there with Kelsey and Rice, and you instantly give Mahomes arguably his best pass-catching core you're that he's gonna, ever had. Gonna have a lot of top receivers in the free agent market this year. I truly believe you're gonna see guys. You're gonna see guys get cap casualties. Guys like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen could end up being. Fuck, you know. That'd be a great sh- spot for Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen? Yeah. That'd be a great to, spot uh, for Keenan Allen. Allen. It'll never happen because it's within the division. He'd have to be a free agent. They're not gonna trade him. Right. But Keenan Allen is a perfect fit for for Mahomes. Yeah. Perfect. I agree. Next up, we're going to head down to Jerry World and talk about this absolute fucking debacle. And guess what? Bruce, can I get a fart noise? I'm pissed. I'm pissed that I went against my fucking... Was that good? My constant gut feeling. Bruce, that's the best thing you've done in a long time was make a fart noise. Congratulations. Thank you. From week one of this year, from the first episode we recorded... I've gone with the narrative. Dallas will win 12 or 13 games. I predicted them to win 13. And they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs. And I told myself before we picked this game, there's no fucking way. There's no way that Dak could be uh, a, a possible MVP finalist. And Jerry Jones pushing this, this, this we got to win now narrative. And the defense looking as good as it has. And Mike McCarthy actually calling a decent games there's no way dallas drops the ball and fucking shits the bed week one i said they'd shit the bed week two when detroit went back to play him 
but I thought there's no chance. They shit the bed against a Green Bay team that won nine games with Jordan Love, who's been on off, on off all year, and a bunch of young, young little receivers that nobody's all that too high on. And Aaron Jones couldn't do shit for half the season. And they went in there and absolutely punched him right in the fucking Jesus Christ mouth. came down from the sky and jumped in Aaron Jones' body. And Jordan Love. And, and was unfucking stoppable. My God. And I, I mean, th- I think this says more about the Packers than it, or excuse me, more about the Cowboys than it does about the Packers. Agree a thousand percent. Because this is the same Packers team that almost choked against the Panthers. This is the same Packers team that lost. They barely beat the Bears last week. This is the same Panthers or Packers team that lost to Tampa at home, crushed by Tampa at home. Same Packers team that lost to the Giants. Like they had a bad. They they could have controlled the division if they had they won out, and they had a really bad stretch and didn't do that. And I just think that their coach is a good coach and had his team prepared. And uh, another coach, go ahead, say Fatback's name. Fatback. Fatback. My God, he was typical Mike McCarthy. Fatback has his historically not had his team prepared That's for these games. That's why he got games. fired from Green Bay. That's why he got fired from the job that beat him. And Fire I think it just Rogers says more. There's, there's no reason the Cowboys should have lost this game. Close, that's one thing, because the Packers had an offense to keep it close, and and they had some pieces on defense, but there's no reason that they the dominated. Cowboys, they dominated. And that says, that's 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 a team giving up on their coach, that's a team giving up on their quarterback, that's a team giving up on their fans, like, that was just straight giving up. And for anyone that's in fear of the Packers, oh, I don't know, Jordan fucking love. I'm not going to read too much into it unless I see them put a statement game out against the 49ers this weekend. Um, it's, that, it, the Cowboys listen, just choked. They go into San Francisco and do what they did this weekend. Oh, watch out. I, I, I would be scared. a little nervous. I will be very fucking nervous. Watch out. They'd still have to come to Ford Field, yeah, though. They still have to come here. That's the only thing I like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would be an asshole punch. Uh, it's yeah. hard to beat a team twice. Um, it's hard to beat a team twice. That's, I mean, there's, there's nothing to it. And, you know, I I have fears with the Lions against Tampa. I would have fears against the Packers if they came here. But we saw it all year. Like, unless you're the Bills sweeping the Dolphins, like, it's it's not easy. Even the Chiefs, I mean, they, they barely beat the Chargers. They beat them the yeah. first time. They barely beat the Chargers. They split with the Raiders. They split with the Broncos. Um, uh, the Ravens struggled within the division. They had two division losses. And it's it's not easy to do that. And, you know, credit to the Packers. They did everything right. Congrats to Jordan Love. And he did it without, like, the best receiver's been Jaden Reed. Michigan, shot to Michigan State. Their best receiver's been Jaden Reed yeah, the last couple weeks. Shit. He didn't do shit. He had Christian Watson back. He had Romeo, Romeo Dobbs God. all over the place. Romeo Dobbs, 151 you know? yards and a touchdown. And, uh, I mean, credit to Jordan Love. But this said more about the Cowboys not being prepared. They were not ready they looked like they didn't want to be there, you know. Other than Dak, yeah, Dak to, made some it bad got to throws. A point but... in that game where the Packers were like, you know what, we know we got this, and they took their foot off the whole fourth. They quarter. just let it roll, and they just let it let it roll. Put some points up just to not make it as much of a debacle as what it was. Dak, I mean, it was horrible, dude. Dak threw the ball sixty times, and that's why they got. That's why it's fucking lost. Yeah. That is why they lost. Talk about Blake Corum. That's a that's a yeah. they they I mean, hedged very I don't think that Zeke's a big difference on this team, but they hedged 
very poorly on Tony Pollard, and it, and it came back to bite them in the ass. 100%. Yes, and that, that, that's one that you have to look at Jerry Jones. and he's Tony Pollard was the perfect change of pace back. Yes. And why they would ever think he would be a lead back, they were sadly fucking mistaken. Uh, Aaron Jones saved his best work for the playoffs. Yeah, my God. He's a my Texas guy. Hey. He's did, from Texas. Did I call that one, too? Playoff Aaron. Yes, you did. Did I call Aaron Jones anytime? Yes, El Paso, Texas? Much better than my Rico Dowdle anytime. I, I just thought there was no way that Dallas could have Dak throw the ball 60 fucking times. And get blown out. I mean, my God. Mike McCarthy does deserve to lose his job. Anybody who's asking, all right, I don't care. He's won 12 games the last three years. That's great. There's Goodbye. too many good head coaching candidates That's the for you thing. to keep Mike McCarthy. Right. It, it, it's the same insane. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Jerry Jones, if you keep Mike McCarthy there, you'll win 12 games next year. At some point in the year, they'll be talking about how Dak should win the MVP, and then you'll lose around first round of the playoffs. They don't just Book need a coach. Him. They need to replace Dak Prescott because he's dog shit. So I don't give a fuck what anybody's That's saying. where this gets pretty He's, he's dog shit, dude. This, this, guy, this guy cannot. He has all the fucking pieces there that you could ever want. But he doesn't. He does. They dude. don't have a running if, game. If they were they smart. Don't. Yeah, but you know what? He's got a, a really good tight end. He's got two fucking, actually three decent receivers. And and they have a good offensive line. Three of them motherfuckers made the Pro Bowl. So I, I don't – what else can you give this guy? It comes playoff time. Got to give him a coach. I don't think it's Jack. I think it's cop. coaching. I you thought he was great him. this year because he, he showed it. It's it's the coaching. You got to give him a coach. And they have they have a ready-made – a tailor-made scenario. Dan Quinn's taking all these coaching interviews. Promote Dan Quinn. He can run a team, in my opinion. Didn't he, did he not go to a Super Bowl? Yes, didn't he, he take did. Atlanta to a Super Bowl? It was a bad Super Bowl to use as an example. Yeah, yes. of course. Sorry, of who, course. Who's his offensive coordinator there? It was, uh, it was, uh, uh, um, what's his face in San Francisco? Mike, Shan Kyle, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. I don't know why you're low on Kyle Shanahan. I think he's one of the why best am I coaches low in the league. Kyle Shanahan? I've watched him blow game after game after big game. That's, okay. Super Bowls. Super Bowl. He's still a top five coach in football right now in pro football. Know, but he coaches his way out of the Re fucking Regardless, game. on Dan Quinn, you promote Dan Quinn and then do the cool thing, which is go get a young offensive mind. Don't get fucking Kellen Moore. Don't give McCarthy. Everyone thought McCarthy was a genius calling the plays this year. I was with Cowboys fans in Houston last week, and they were saying that. No, no. Go get a young offensive mind. Go get a running back. Maybe retool the offensive line, which is really good. Go get healthier. No, 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 get a, get a young guy. Get a young guy that can catch passes. Go go get a young running back. And go get a young offensive mind from college. P pick out a play caller from college and let him audition. Promote Dan Quinn. You're good to go. Mike McCarthy wasn't it. He wasn't a good—he got fired in Green Bay for a reason. He had teams that underachieved for a long time. Aaron Rodgers should have had at least one more Super Bowl. two of the Bowl. best quarterbacks in the past 20 years that he coached. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Not one, two. He should have had one How more in Green Bay. How many Super Bowls did they win? They won one, and it really wasn't because of, it was because of their defense. They didn't Correct. win because of Aaron Correct. Rodgers that year. They won because of the Packers' defense. Correct. So go get a coach. And he won one with Favre. I don't think McCarthy was there with Favre. I think he was. That was Holmgren. Was it Holmgren or Favre? It was Mike Holmgren with Favre. 98, yeah. 96, or 97, whatever that was, was Mike Holmgren. That's before he went to Seattle. Yeah, I yeah. think I think McCarthy had Favre. I think he did have Favre for a year or two, right? Or no, am I making he that up? They replaced Favre. 
he yeah, but but, uh, but Mc, I don't I don't remember if McCarthy was able to coach Favre. I know McCarthy obviously had Aaron Rodgers in his oh, prime in choke. Okay, he would have had Favre right before he left for the Jets. Right. He would have had Favre right before then. Um, that motherfucker's been in the league a long time. I'm surprised nobody said that. McCarthy out of ten years, yeah, that motherfucker. Well, because been he because he time. sat on his ass in Green Bay and didn't win anything. That's yeah. why they never fired him. It was a complacent decision, and and the Cowboys were are the kings of complacency. I will be shocked if he doesn't get fired. If Mike McCarthy does not get fucking fired, he's there's gonna, no way he can't, he's, dude. There's he's no get fucking fired. way he can't. I will be shocked Did if he doesn't get Jerry? fired. Jerry was Jerry, Jerry had was to in call tears. fucking. Jerry had to get on the phone right after that game and call Jimmy and apologize to Jimmy one more time. Yeah, and, really. And my man, the lip was quivering, and, and he just looked like he was... There's something going on with him. I think he's on his deathbed, and he's not telling anyone. And this meant so much to him that it absolutely broke his heart. He wanted to go out a winner, and I actually feel bad, bad for... Billionaire Jerry Jones. Because, really because this should have been it for them. Yeah. This was the stars were aligned. Yeah. The stars were aligned. I mean, at a minimum, they should have bridged to the championship game. Correct. They should have had no issue getting to San Francisco. They had a loss going to San Francisco. What are you gonna say? They lost to a better team. Yeah. That's easy to swallow. You yeah. go into Frisco and you get punched in the yeah, ass. You you got That's a okay. team that won nine games. Come yeah. into your house and ass punch you? Hello. When you haven't lost a game there in what two years? They haven't lost a home yeah. game in like two years. Chris in the chat is mad at me and says I shouldn't be making any suggestions. He wants Mike McCarthy to stay there so they could lose more. And honestly, he's fucking that's, right. That's fuck, a, fuck Dallas. Yeah. I got three words that I haven't said regarding that game. Go. That's Ball all. Mark tells don't me that lie. All the time he hopes they keep Mike McCarthy. Ball, don't lie. You choked. You didn't deserve it. You choked. And that's the football gods talking. And you know what? We're getting a second playoff game because we got fucked. Well, if we, so if we would have won that Dallas game, we would have played Green Bay last week, right? Right. Yeah. There's a chance if they won the Dallas game, I mean, of course, it goes back to San Francisco sitting their starters. I don't think McCaffrey would have played last week no matter regardless, what. Yeah. Because it seems like he was actually pretty banged up. But regardless, they 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 sat some starters. San Francisco sat some starters. And the, all the Lions would have had to do was beat Minnesota. And they would have had the one seed. And that, well, I mean, it, it, barring a San Francisco victory, of course. So that could have changed yeah, everything. Dallas, Dallas beat, uh, who was it? Buffalo? Who did they play? Washington. Washington. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't need if you if you had gotten the win over Dallas, which right. you did get, it wouldn't have mattered. You you right. controlled it. You just needed to win out. Right. So fuck them. Ball don't lie. You're sitting at home now. Your franchise didn't deserve it. Enjoy. Enjoy right, sitting on your ass. <laughs> Call Jimmy. Call Jimmy. See if he's got any extra. Back up back up the brain's truck to Jimmy Johnson's house. That's it. Bring Jimmy back. Uh next up. We head up to Buffalo where the game was delayed from Sunday at 1 o'clock to Monday at 4.30. And the Schittsburg Steelers came to town. Uh, a lot of controversy after this one as well. Uh, Mike Tomlin asked about his possible contract extension after I don't the think, game. I don't think I've ever seen him as pissed off as he was. He just walked. <laughs> I turned did, away. did he, he hear the question? Was he mad or did he like not hear the question? He, oh, he, he was it. staring that bitch straight in he the eyes. He was staring her right in the face. And he, before and she even finished. walked off. 
Before she even finished, he fucking walked away because he didn't want to fucking And if she mentioned his, you still have two years remaining on your contract. He fucking just started walking. I was like, fuck you. That was awesome. Uh, Dumb question. Bills come out on top in this one, 31 to 17. Um, <sighs> Another team that... Pittsburgh should... I mean, you had a Mason Rudolph-ran team that lost their best player last week. And, and you had... T.J. Watt didn't play. That's what I meant, T.J. Yeah. Watt. Yeah. He, he was out. Without I mean, him, without him, you're not going to win much. I will say this. I didn't think Pittsburgh's defense did a bad job against this team. Yeah. I mean, nobody nobody really ate against them. Uh, James Cook, the second half of the year for Buffalo, ever since they got a new offensive coordinator in there, I think James Cook has established himself a little bit. They have that run game clicking. Uh, Josh Allen didn't make any fucking dumb 80 yard bomb mistakes. I thought he played a clean game and ultimately it, Buffalo's just a better team than Pittsburgh, especially Pittsburgh without TJ Watt. Um, both the tight ends had touchdowns for, uh, Buffalo. Najee Harris hurt. No, he had a decent I game. Najee Harris had 37 I, yards. Oh, never mind. I'm Warren had a decent Warren I didn't, had 38 I didn't see yards. Najee Harris. Was he hurt? I think I think Najee kind of got go the first half worn. They weren't able to run the football. That, I mean, it was just. Can I say something? Mason fucking Rudolph. Can, dude, can like, I say something real quick? I was outside for about 15 minutes on Sunday, and it was dangerous. Yeah. It was absolutely dangerous. There's no reason to be playing these games in this fucking weather. Oh, come on. Dude. Nope. Nope. Because I want to see these players at their best, like like what we got out of Stafford and Goff, because they were indoors. I want to see these players be able to shine with no issues with the turf, with no unsafe playing conditions. I don't want games getting moved. I think it's horseshit that you can make it this far, and it comes down to how cold is it. I think it's horseshit that they made fucking Ford Field a fucking inside dome. I would have been outside. Retractable and roof. had all that fucking shit coming off the water on you. Retract retractable Football roof. Football was made to be played outside. No, no, because you didn't see, you didn't get to see the passing games, and you didn't get to see, you didn't get to see it. Like you didn't, like I didn't, I didn't get I was to see at Buffalo. I seen Jim Kelly throw the ball at Buffalo in the fucking snow. <laughs> don't tell me that. No, but I like, was fucking there. Dude. I don't want, I don't want these games. I don't want the weather to be a story oh, for these. It's games. It's always a story in Buffalo, dude. It's every. Year. I don't want that anymore. Oh come on! I don't want that. By the way, the the new stadium. There's this theory that the, they started the winning streak. Uh, I saw this on Barstool today. They started the winning streak. Someone actually accidentally fell into the pit where the new stadium is. So before every game, they're sacrificing someone to the pit, and they haven't lost since they've done that. <laughs> they're throwing they're throwing fans into the Bruce into the new stadium. Let's throw Bruce in the pit, which I, I thought, think is genius. I thought Bruce was going to go up there. They were paying twenty bucks an hour for you to shovel the field. That's it. And they were I inviting was, anybody you know, who wanted I, to go. I was like, hey, you get to stay and watch the game if you shovel out the field. Yeah, they should let you stay there and. Fuck watch the game. It was the I, I agree. of the snow. I agree with you. You should have went. You should have went. You should have went. That's that's more money. That's more money than you've ever seen in your life. Twenty bucks an hour. You stay there all weekend. You would have been rich, and then you could have went to the game. Why would I want to go to Buffalo? I hate Josh. They, I hey, I hate the. You could have went to. Uh, got him having an anchor bar and got some fucking wings with your twenty bucks an hour. Nice beer. Or watch the Bills. Game. I can spend seventy dollars and go snowboarding instead of watching Josh Allen 
eat shit all day. Josh Allen didn't eat shit. I thought Josh oh, Allen. He played the fucking Steelers. I don't want to hear it, dude. They're not going to last what? much longer. The At Chiefs the are end... about to take him out anyway. So. Well, that's going to be that's that's for Thursday show. But God, yeah, don't my, tip your don't tip your picks. Are. Don't tip your picks. There's people that we need to tune in on Thursday for their tickets. And honest, I thought Buffalo's defense played a pretty decent game too. As banged up again, as banged yeah. Buffalo's defense is banged up. Mm-hmm. They're very banged up, and I thought they played a decent game. Granted, it was Mason Rudolph and Mike Tomlin asked him to throw the ball forty fucking times, and you're not gonna you're not gonna win. Like and that. that's now the most intriguing game of the weekend. Now, like that's I'm I'm very intrigued by by Mahomes going on the road for the first time in his playoff career and having to go to Buffalo. Yeah, you know the favor finally gets returned. I didn't think. I mean, of course, if Kansas City looked better than Buffalo this weekend, but. It's exciting. The concept is exciting to me that that that's finally going to happen. That the, that the return game is finally there, and I'm excited to see those fans. Like the Buffalo fans are going to fucking bring it on Sunday. Is Do that you, Sunday or Saturday? It's a, I believe it's Buffalo a Saturday. Buffalo fans game. are the only thing. No, no, it's the Sunday night game. It's the Sunday it six Sunday? o'clock game. Yeah. Do you know what the weather report looks like? Probably stupid. Uh, fourteen. With better, the lake that's effect. better than zero. Fourteen lake effect snow warning and uh, wind gusts up to fifty miles an hour. That's fucking stupid. It's awesome. No, it's not. Because the story should <laughs> be the awesome. quarterbacks in this game. The story should be Travis Kelsey and Diggs and and Mahomes and Allen and catching balls. And it's going to come down the, to the elements are part of the game, Mike. N- no, the yeah. elements are part of the game. No, I don't. I, I, I understand that F- football was I created that. for that. Fair. I, and it was created in the North too. fair. A hundred percent. I don't want that anymore. I want to what see do you these. Mean you don't want it anymore. I don't want the. I want to see these players at their best. I want to see the athletes at their best, and you don't get that in the cold and in the elements. I you have guys their, that are really good at tackling that are afraid to tackle guys in the cold. I, I remember the Raiders going to Three River Stadium. The Raiders. With a foot of snow. On I don't want to play. Remember when though? I don't want to hear about fucking Marcus Allen having three hundred yards in the snow. Well, if these guys I don't were want allowed that. to hit each other like they were back in the day, you would get the best out of them. In the snow. I think Kirby Joseph's hitting people just. Fine, he's taken out two ACLs in the last month. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get thrown out. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten the fine yet. Probably uh, come Three Rivers Stadium. <laughs> Where was Three Rivers Stadium? It was at the it's, it was at the point in Pittsburgh. It was at the it, hold, on, it's, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. It's Pittsburgh. It was the Pirates Stadium. They they shared it. They shared it with the Three Steelers. Rivers. They shared it. For a oh, they blew it up already. It's not even there anymore. Yeah, you got Heinz Field I'm and PNC saying, Park I remember now. when the Steelers played at Three Rivers Stadium and that fucking wind. And Did you ever go to Three Rivers Stadium? No, I was never there. Then what the fuck do you mean you remember the and snow and the I wind coming off the lake? I watching that on TV. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I have been to Cleveland, though. I've been to Cleveland. Yeah, but you still won't bark. I didn't see shitty Your weather in Cleveland, though. Bark. I, the weather wasn't shitty when I was in Cleveland. It was nice. I think we got one more game. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles headed down to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Bruce, can I get a fart noise? Um... It's at this point where I guess I'm going to have to explain myself. Uh, Tampa Bay won this game 32-9. to uh, We want to talk, and you guys will probably disagree with me on this. To me, this game said more about Philadelphia than it did about Tampa Bay. Let, let, 
I know it's I, no, no, close. I, let me think about. It. Let me think about it. Let me. It's think about close, it. but this is fresh. Let me I, think. I would like to. I'd like to. I'd like to say my piece here. Okay. As far as Tampa Bay goes, I think that I have not given the coaching staff for Tampa Bay enough credit. At times, they do the most boner, stupid, fucking shit ever. And the way that that offense looked against Carolina a week ago versus now looked like two different teams. Okay? Defensively, I think they managed that game perfectly. I think the secondary looked lights out. They gave up a couple big plays, but outside of that, I thought they played a really nice game. Uh, Swift broke a couple, I want to call them big runs. I think he had a 17-yarder and a fucking 10-yarder. That was his whole game pretty much. Outside of that, they contained him. Uh, They didn't let Jalen Hurts run rampant. He didn't even try it. They stopped him on the fucking tush push. I thought Tampa played a really nice game. And they did it with Kate Otten leading the way for the offense. And they did it by pounding the ball with Rashad White. And Baker Mayfield did it by playing a really nice, clean game. And I give no credit to this team. And I give no credit to Baker Mayfield ever. So, this means a lot. He had over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Correct. And you can't knock that. You cannot no. knock a guy against that. No. He made it's, the throws. He makes he made the, the throws. throws. He made the throws, especially against... The Philadelphia Eagles. But herein lies the problem. The Philadelphia Eagle team that we saw not only yesterday, but for the last two months is not the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what that is. I don't know. It, it's it's Matt Patricia. It's literally, it's Patricia. No, I'm Patricia. Ding, 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 ding. It was One in six since Patricia took over the defense. Defensively. They look confused. They look like they had no idea what was coming. They couldn't. I personally don't think they did a good job at all of pressuring the fucking quarterback. There, there's. Oh, no, sec- you had the two oldest guys on the defense getting to the quarterback. Yes. Brandon what are Graham you, and fucking What that are we doing? It. Brandon all Graham right? announced he's coming back for one more year. By the yeah, way, yeah, he did. <laughs> the corpse of Brand- the ghost of Brandon Graham. No, that's my Listen, boy. Ghost of the fucking, Graham. The f- here's the thing. Their def- the middle of their defensive line is supposed to be where you're where they're eating. And you're letting Rashad White Rashad White ate yesterday. He had 89 yards. He averaged 4.2 yards per carry. That's Philadelphia bread and fucking butter. Bread and butter. Okay. This is they don't have any linebackers on that team that are any good. Hold on. They got one guy that they picked up in free agency. He hasn't even been there fucking, what's he been there, five weeks, four weeks, if that, four weeks. Who are we in reference to? Darius Leonard. I don't even think Darius Leonard fucking played, dude. Yeah. I don't even think he played. him and the played. kid they got from the Texans. The inside linebacker. From Cunningham? Texans. Cunningham. Zach Cunningham. Okay. There, there's, your, there's your reasoning for how Kate Otten had 88 receptions for 89 yards. Because they don't have anybody to cover him. Okay. The other side of that was they just kept they got burned on listen to this. Bradbury. Whoever the fuck David Moore is, 44 yard touchdown reception. Trey Palmer, 56 yard touchdown reception. Hold on. In fairness to Trey Palmer, in fairness to Trey Palmer, every time he tweets that he he woke up angry this morning, he scores a touchdown. He scores that a game. touchdown. And there's like eight instances of that, including yesterday. He woke up angry yesterday, so he was gonna score. I mean, it is what it is. That's science. It's 
for me personally, if you are the Philadelphia, uh, what's his name, Laurie, the owner? Jeff Laurie. Without question, in my memory, this was the biggest collapse without losing your starting quarterback to injury. This was the biggest, and honest to God, maybe even with that, the biggest collapse in, that I can remember from an NFL team ever. You were 10 and 1. 10 and 1. Coming off of a Super Bowl loss where you had your entire team that all these veterans wanted to come back and run it back so they could win it this year. And you drafted Jalen Carter. And you completely fell apart. Seri- you were, you've been right for the last two months. Seriani completely lost his team. They, they made a massive mistake by bringing Patricia in to call the defense. Shane, uh, Shane Steichen was the reason why the offense clicked the way that it did last year. Jonathan Gannon is the reason why that defense was top fucking Hurts, five last year. Hurts the last eight weeks has looked like nothing more than a system fucking quarterback. I'm sorry. Who's made his name off of his offensive line pushing him for first downs and touchdowns. Which they didn't successfully do. Yet. Which, yes, Tampa was the one that was able to fucking stop him. Because at the end of the day, if you look at Tampa's front, that's that's the one aspect of this game against the Lions that scares me. Because Cansey and Vita Vea and all those guys, that is an extremely underrated. Cansey's gotten better every, every week. Every single fucking game. Every week. Vita Vea is probably... Top five. In Extremely underrated run defense for Tampa Bay. And it was the perfect, perfect scenario. And I went against my gut and picked Philadelphia in this game too because I was sitting there thinking about how you have a team that has had this much success over the last two years. There's no way they can't wrap it up and get it back together against Tampa Bay. There's no way. Granted, I was lower on Tampa than everybody down here. But credit due where credit's due. Baker is clicking. He's fucking hot. The Todd Bowles has good. nine lives. Todd Bowles <laughs> is literally fucking Mr. Cat. Like it's no emotion. You ever I, notice that he just he just sits there blank staring. I, I don't know how he continues to keep his job. What? Because he keeps to do because he does shit like this. Yeah. Todd Bowles. Maybe, like yeah, this. he made the playoffs Todd last Bowles. year. Hold on. I thought his team was really well prepared Extremely yesterday. Extremely well prepared. Especially defensively. You can't Def- you, yep. you can't fire him. You can't. Baker for that. They, they weren't supposed to they were supposed Bowles. to literally supposed to be Caleb Williams. Correct. That's where Caleb Williams is supposed to go. I had them winning two fucking games. They were supposed to finish yeah. last and now they're in the second weekend of the they're in the divisional weekend of the playoffs well, and they, he's got they, one of the best defenses in the league. Fucking our our boy away from the Rams. Mm-hmm. He comes in and he's been good this year. He's been real good. All Baker did was make and and I don't know if you guys know this, but Baker has a top five court, uh, passer rating. I think he's number three for active quarterbacks in the playoffs. He looks he's very long. serviceable. And when his guys are making plays, like Evans had some drops yesterday. Yes, he did. And Kate Otten had some drops too. Yes, when his did. guys are making plays, and he, I mean he's making the throws, he went right back to him. Yeah, Kept I mean, going back to good things will come for that offense. I think Rashad White's one of the best running backs in the league. You've been saying that for a very long time. And too. he I, he wasn't outstanding yesterday, but he was good enough to win. He still made some big plays. It was on Baker. Baker, Baker and the defense are the reason they won. But I, I can, I've pondered your comment for 10 minutes, and I could see the scenario where the story is the Eagles just taking a massive shit. The Eagles should have won that game. My, I mean, my God. You know, it was still a one-score game at the half. Okay, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If I if I'm, it, you know how you said the Chiefs and AJ Brown and who which one whichever one of you said that, you got to be out on AJ Brown. AJ Brown literally quit on this fucking team. 
I want to hear it. There was way too much controversy, yeah, way too much social media shit. Injury last week. Okay, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. When you see Dallas Goddard, a guy like Dallas Goddard, who's a Tyler Lockett type, right? Consummate pro. Yeah. Tearing apart Jalen Hurts on the fucking sideline mid-playoff game. There is something deep going on there. They need The, the coaching staff's got to go. I, I get it. I know Hurts likes to keep this low-profile, monotone, don't say nothing, don't show your cards attitude. I'm sorry, dude. It's not cute. When when you have a when you have a ten and one fucking football team and you collapse to win six of seven and get knocked out by a team that the only reason is in the playoffs is because they're in the NFC South and you get blown out by them, you are the one that has to have some answers. Sorry, and I didn't see it. I didn't see it from him. I think Sirianni ends up getting. It's hard to fire. It's just like it was hard for Tampa to fire Todd Bowles. And then he ended up kind of redeeming them this year. It's hard to fire a coach that took a team to a Super Bowl. He's got to go. See the difference. Go. The Philly fans want him to be. It looks That's like fine. They lost. No, and they want. They arrested Maybe. six people for throwing popcorn at yeah. the fucker on his way out of the stadium last night. It was good. If you guys haven't seen the video, it was it's good. Worth, it's worth going on Twitter to see it. I'll miss thing ever. His his coordinators and and you've been harping on this. His coordinators leaving probably killed him which is crazy yeah. because they still came out and they were the hottest team in the nfc to start the season it was talent i i think losing gannon and steichen was was huge for him and replacing him with matt patricia who's the, the offensive was huge for their offense yeah period you yeah. know that was huge mm-hmm. jonathan gannon actually showed everybody that he's a hell of a coach a very good football coach. hell of a coach yeah and I I think that's massive. I I don't know like uh, like who's who is less deserving of their job, Mike McCarthy or Shane or uh, or Nick Sirianni. Who do you Mike think? McCarthy. Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. That's two. Sirianni's a close second. It's the problem is with Sirianni. Yes, it's 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 he has to come up with an answer for how this happened. Right. Hey, it depends on that. Listen, you got to go sit in a meeting with I, the owner and the fucking GM. The GM's already given you the fucking tools because you've already been there. So you can't blame the fucking GM on this deal. But the problem is, is obviously it's the coaching. I, I think I, I mean, he could sit behind. It's going to be tough, but I think he could sit behind the injury argument a little bit. I think that's going to be one of his go-tos, including including this game. He didn't have all the pieces he needed to succeed. I think you go out and get a good D coordinator, and there's there's a shot that this ship can be righted. I feel more confident about this ship being righted than Dallas because yeah. Dallas needs more intangibles. This does not. This is just a matter of we need to fix our scheme defensively, and we'll be right there in it. That's my. I. I I'm. I'm not. I I'm not making excuses. Defensively. I'm not making excuses. Overall, their linebackers. 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 That situation. They need help at at safety and corner, because their corners. Uh, Bradbury. You. You he guys, got benched you yesterday. You guys thought that fucking Cam Sutton looked bad. Bradbury looked worse than Brad Cam Sutton. Ba- Bradbury looked like the worst cornerback I saw all weekend, and he got benched yesterday. Yeah. And then they put him back in. <laughs> yeah. And the next play they put him back in is when Palmer beat him on that touchdown. Right. It's bad. But again, there's too much talent there to just to to justify this. Yeah. There's got to be something deeper. I, I, Sirianni- I don't see how Sirianni could sit there with a straight face and tell ownership. That I'm going to bring Matt Patricia in to call my defense for the last six weeks of the year. 
and you absolutely get fucking embarrassed in just about every one of those games. Listen, that's ridiculous. That's like choosing that's, to get an STD. That's like that's yeah, like that's I, like you go to get my to get the drip. You go, you go, and you and you get a clean bill of health from a doctor, and you go. You know what? I think I want the clap. That's that's what bringing Matt Patricia into your defense is. Uh, yeah, I can't disagree with that. It's Sirianni's job will depend on the answer. I, I truly think the answer that he gives for how this fucking happened. Because there's no excuse. No. There's no excuse. No. Because they were in line to... And even early on, dude, they won fucking 10 out of their first 12 games. An- Come on. Another dude. issue, though, is, is I brought up... There's so many good head coaching candidates out there right now. And, yeah, he's going to have to answer for his crimes, of course. But also, you can make the case that he turned everything around in, th- in two years. He got to a Super Bowl in his second year. So how are the Eagles going to justify, well, we think we have a candidate that's better than him? You know, so that's that, it's a twofold argument. Like, it's like Sirianni's got to answer what the hell happened. And Philly, yes, Bruce. Would you say Nick Sirianni's a rah-rah guy or a numbers guy? I think he's a rah-rah guy. I know yeah. he's a rah-rah guy. He's the furthest now, thing from a number. Now, this is just what I was guy. thinking about: is if you took Dan Campbell and took away all of his coordinators, and Brad Holmes didn't do anything, or Dan Campbell didn't do anything to bring anybody help, actual help in there, we would all be calling for Dan Campbell's head, would we not? Yeah, there's a good chance. Dan Campbell is a combination of raw raw numbers. And I think We're coming into this year that they didn't do anything on defense. Sirianni's still like he's he's still a good offensive mind. Like he's had success everywhere he's been, from Philly to Indy back to Philly. Like he's not an idiot. Um, no, he he's just, a head coach for a reason. There's there's just a lot of execution that didn't happen down the stretch. It just it just decisions. it just spiraled. It Fucking horrible decisions down the stretch. Actual yeah. help in there for him instead of blaming all, putting all the blame on him. No, it's not. It's not. They what you, bringing help in. Sirianni's the one like who's hiring actual coordinators. coordinators. Sirianni's the one hiring. Sirianni, you if you don't think the coach of an NFL team has a decision making, he's only had a season. Are, guess what? You can't. They won ten. They were ten and one. So it worked. It was working, and you went ten and one, and then got rid of your defensive fucking coordinator at ten and one. Because the defense, no, was, they had lost. They had lost quite a few games before they got rid of him. Dude, Patricia's been there for the last month. Longer, he was there for the yeah. last four games. Yeah, six games. Six games. Six games. He took over after the bye. They, they changed everything up after the bye. That was that was kiss of death. That was truly. That was and they. That's why they won yeah. one game since. And then. they had that crazy stretch. They had San Francisco, Dallas, yeah. uh, uh, Kansas City. I remember we talked about it. They won in Kansas City dis- despite. They did. Kansas City choked that game away. Yeah, like looking back on it, that was the it, last game that that uh, defensive coordinator coached in. Yeah, and cocksucker and Patricia was put in. He was out there after the game in the tunnel screaming about how yo oh, suck it, Phil. Shut up, Chiefs fans. You know what I mean? And who got the fucking Listen, last laugh again? Sirianni's a wop like us. We can't. We gotta be careful. You, but you know something, dude. You can't. That. You can't justify. I'm sorry. It's your I Polish like trade him. I, guys I'm not Polish a Sirianni guy. I wasn't impressed with him anyway. But listen to me, you don't don't. I was not a Sirianni guy. Don't go there, dude. I was not a Sirianni. Are you a Patricia guy? Do you think I'm a Patricia guy? What would if you had to use a word to describe Patricia? What would it be? Cunt. Know what it is? Mine would be cunt. What? Huh? What? Shit bag. Shit bag. I thought it was a tub of shit. 
Or is McCarthy the tub of shit? Listen, McCarthy's not a bad football coach. McCarthy just can't get through to these guys. He's old. Nobody wants to listen to him. And look at him, dude. What are you, what are you, you going to tell you? I mean, God, is he you know what he's going to tell you? Dude. What? Bacon. Uh, he is fucking ugly. Okay. Uh, that pretty much. Paying for ass his whole life. Who, Mike McCarthy? Oh, yeah. Is he married? I don't know. Yeah, to someone he paid for. I'm sure somebody fucking fell into that trap. Someone he met it's at uh, the the the, the one that, strip club in Green Bay is called Oval Office. That thing where you like. Uh, his, he does have a wife. They have kids? Did he reproduce or no? Hopefully not. Yes, he does. <laughs> Did he reproduce? Hopefully he has. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Um, he has five children. Wow. He has five children. He's been married since 1995. Holy shit. Yeah. Been married a long time. Been married a long time. How old is he? Oh, he's 60. He's your age. He's 60. Fuck off. Um, yeah, five children. Yeah. Anyways. Well, he should go spend some time with them now. He might be. He might be. Between the golf course, uh, trip to Cancun, and uh, parent-teacher conferences, that looks like Mike McCarthy's future. There be a team desperate enough to break him in. I don't think so. I don't think no. Mike McCarthy's a head coach in the NFL next year. No. Jerry took a... Remember, uh, he sat for two years yeah. or a year before yeah. he took Jerry the... took a took a long look at it when he wound up picking him up. We were all kind of stunned by that. Correct. You know, not to say Jason Garrett was any better. He Jason was fucking Garrett just... Was fucking you, know what, you know what he wanted? You know what, you know what Jerry Jones wanted a was a, a puppet. He wanted a shill. He knew he wasn't getting a coach. He wanted someone that he could control. Well, I was Jason Garrett all those fucking years, dude. It, eventually, it was Jason Garrett. And maybe yeah. that's why Bill Parcells didn't work. Because didn't he resign? Didn't Bill Parcells resign? Yeah. yeah. Well, so now this is the big question. Belichick's not going there. Well, is Jerry insane and he'll continue doing the no. same thing over and over again, expecting a different result and go out and fucking hire Arthur Smith? They're the only ones that haven't been doing what the league has been doing, which is hire a good, young, offensive mind that's not an experienced head coach. It, that formula has worked for a lot of teams, okay? And it's backfired for a lot of teams, too, though. For the most part, it's worked. For the most part, it's worked. You, you don't need a coach with experience. You don't need that. You need a good coach. You need a, uh, probably a former player. So someone that can relate to the players and gets respect in the locker room. Someone who's younger and someone who has ideas. You know who I could see going to, to Dallas? Vrabel. That's not a bad fit. That's not a bad fit, but but Vrabel can't be like of what Mike McCarthy did. You can't have control over Vrabel. Like you gotta let the guy coach. And Vrabel, conversely, one of the reasons I read the article in the Athletic on why Vrabel got axed. Vrabel's got to be okay with someone else in control. He's got to be okay with Jerry Jones making the draft picks, you know. But Vrabel, that's a great fit, is Vrabel. I agree with that. It's you have to if you're Jerry now. You've had two puppets in a row, so now you've got to look inside yourself and say, okay, am I going to do the same thing over and over again and hire another puppet, or am I going to start to go? That he's talking about the puppets too long. Right. That's, that's what I'm problem. saying. All those years he wasted with fucking Jason Garrett. That was a fucking issue. You t- you arguably had one of the better backs in the league, and you fucking had some idiot coaching him for fucking ten years, and that's why his career went nowhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That was a fantastic recap. Uh, for everybody who's still with us, I know there's uh, been a lot of you today. For everybody who's still with us, 
Uh, if you are here to hear about the giveaway, uh, it's detailed on our Instagram. We are giving away <clears throat> two lower bowl tickets, two lower bowl tickets to the Lions Buccaneers divisional round game this weekend at Ford Field. We're only giving them to a Michigan resident because we ain't giving them to no fucking Buccaneers fans. Okay. The way you enter is you need to be following the tip balls Instagram. You need to like our last post. It's pinned. It's right there for you. The Instagram's at tip balls and you need to tag who you want to bring to the game with you in the comments. That's how you enter Thursday show Thursday show. What they say you said they had to give you a good reason why they should be chosen. Well, nobody did it. So Thursday show is that what you? We're going to give it away. No, I don't need a fucking reason. Oh, I don't need a reason. I thought that's what you said. I mean, I would, I would love to. I, we had a couple people who I, who I, I heard. Okay, he did but, say that, but then he did say it was going to be randomized. It's going to be random. We're giving it at random. I just want to hear people's reasons for why they want the tickets. And I mean, other than the go fucking Lions, it's really all the reason you need. It's good enough for me. So, Leon doesn't give a piss about nothing but the Lions. That's his second time. You've never heard, I don't give a piss about nothing but the Tide? No, I've never heard. It's an Alabama thing. Um, So, yeah. Well, Leon's not from fucking Alabama, so I don't know what you're talking about. Must be an angster thing. Must be an angster thing, a Robichaud thing. Follow at Tip Balls. Make sure you like our last post. Tag who you want to bring to the game in the fucking comments. We're giving them away Thursday. Be here for Thursday's show. It's the only way you're going to know. Be here on the live between 4.30 and 5 for Thursday's show, and we're going to give away tickets. Before we end our super wild card weekend recap, do any of you have anything to add? Riding the high. Riding the fucking high. He thinks I'm talking about being stoned. I, and I'm talking about the high of the Lions. Is she making hamburger helper? 32 years. No. Egg roll in a bowl. And it's fucking fabulous. I can't wait. Go ahead. What were you going to say? That, that, I, we got some really good matchups coming up. Yeah. So uh, we're going to break down divisional round weekend on the Thursday show. That's going to be our preview. With, with the schedule the way it is right now, we're doing Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout the playoffs. So uh, we have a Baltimore-Houston game on Saturday, a Buffalo-Kansas City game, San Francisco-Green Bay, and obviously Detroit and Tampa. Wait, wait. Can we, is there a chance, we, since there's no more Monday night games, can we go Mondays? Can we, can we do Monday to do it while it's fresh? Is that possible or no? So you want to go next Monday? Idea. Well, yeah, yeah Monday. the reason we didn't do Monday. So, yeah, we can do we, Monday, Thursday. The reason Thursday. we didn't yeah. do Monday is because the games were on. Yeah. Monday, Mon- Thursday. Yeah, we had not. games last night. So can we do Monday, Thursday? Just sure. to make sure we're capitalizing while it's fresh. So we will be back Thursday without question to do our divisional round preview. And then we'll be back Monday to recap it all. I have a fucking headache. So without further ado, make sure, hey, follow our Instagram. We're giving away two fucking tickets. Trust me. At T-I-P-P-E-D-B-A-L-L-S. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram, where we're doing the giveaway, and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, make sure to check us out on YouTube. Remember to click subscribe and ring the bell so you get notified when we go live. Uh, Now, Monday and Thursday between 4.30 and 5. We'll be back Thursday. Giveaway show. Previewing Lions and Buccaneers. It's going to be pure bliss. Pure bliss. 
from Tip Balls. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week.